Hey everybody, this is Marin from Grace for the Core. I just want to hop on here and first apologize for the audio. Couldn't fix the music, it's a little loud in the beginning. But also just want to do a precursor to me and my sister. Both love our church and we enjoy it very much. It's no reflection on our church at all, but just some of the things that we have noticed experiencing and having older children. I hope you enjoy it. God bless. This is Marin from Grace to the Core. I'm here with my sister, Christina, and uh, we're just going to talk about how we can help our uh, teenagers transition to uh, from high school to adulthood and for them to be, continue being faithful, not drop off, um, you know, going to church or things like that. So we're just going to start it off with a word of prayer. If you want to mind praying first, Christina. Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. We pray that you just fill the room with the Holy Spirit. Help us to speak in a way that honors you, um, your word. And and we just praise you, Lord. We're just so grateful for the time together and for the fellowship and the opportunity to be parents and to love on our kiddos. We thank you for all that you do, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to talk about here. The first question is, you know, what are some issues with um, the kids from high school? Like I just said, transitioning from adulthood um, in the church community, um, what do you think some of the issues are? Uh, I, so I am no way a, um, I don't know. I don't have obviously any (laughs) credentials on this. Um, but I, I do work in education. So there's things I see as a educator that often happens when kids, um, go into high school and parents typically start backing off which for good reason they're turning into young adults um so it makes sense that you're like okay i'm gonna loosen the reins and and back off a little bit and um and i see that's kind of one of the bigger problems not not tightening the reins but really but really the loosening of it um and even calling them reins might kind of be the problem <laughs> but right but um but i so i see that in education and then i also see that in church i i, I see a huge gap of um really after high school there's nothing for these young adults uh, they may be able to have like a young adult group that they can go to but mm-hmm. first of all there's nothing transitioning them into that young adult group mm-hmm. and then they have a young adult group and of course i'm generalizing so there might actually be churches out there that yeah do, but i'm just speaking from personal experience but um but they might have a young adult group from i was thinking at 18 i think it was 1825 in our church i don't know what did you say 18 it was 18 to 30. 30 yeah which is insane because a big yeah yeah because you don't have you have different you're in a different place in life at 18 to 30 even 18 to 23 24 is mm-hmm. like huge so um so yeah i just see there's I, there's a a need in that area uh and i have a my son is um going to be 19 in october he graduated high school last year um so he finished his first year of college so i've really been kind of reevaluating 
how yeah. that all occurred. Like what's yeah. going on with him and his walk and mm-hmm. as a result of this past year and things mm-hmm. I didn't do correctly as a parent too. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, know? I can relate too. And also you have a daughter that's coming into high school. Yes. So, mm-hmm. you know, we w- always want to be learning and growing as parents, how we can always do better. Right. You know, at that and and I, I, like I have experience too you know I have a 22 year old daughter 20 year old son and then 16 year old son and so uh, you just learn from your mistakes and you're just trying the best you can mm-hmm. and each kid's gonna be different mm-hmm. um, but ultimately we all need to work together at it and but i think too like you said the number one for like issue is when they start getting older in high school and even driving they're more independent Mm -hmm. so as parents we tend to be more relaxed and Mm -hmm. start backing off Mm -hmm. a little bit and i feel too uh church as well too you know and they may go into the the high school youth groups and stuff but if you think about the transition too here's another thing that came in my mind is that they are everything's fun and exciting mm-hmm. it's great yeah. blah, 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 blah. and then we go you're adults. oh you're <laughs> you're adults now you're 18 <laughs> <laughs> but you know you, then they go into this adult group yeah. and it's 18 to 30 yeah or 18 to and 25 and the transition like well this isn't interest to me and it to me that for me as an adult would be hard yeah and only I would only probably push myself because I have experience. Mm-hmm. But for their age, they're not gonna really do that. I mean, they might try for a little bit, but eventually it will drop off, right? No, you're absolutely right. Because when my son he went, he started going to the young adults group after it was last year. It was like this time last year after high school. Um, he went one time. He's like, it's not for me. I'm not going back. And we we're like, why? And he's like, everybody's crying and upset. And so <laughs> literally, what you're saying. Oh, yeah is that first of all no transition from high school into slowly like getting them into the acclimated right acclimated perfect word yeah that didn't happen and then two it was completely different from the format from what he was used to of the fun play games yeah play basketball talk have a small like you know little um you know something in the sanctuary and then you're done and yeah voila but that's it was different and he was just not ready for that yeah that would be hard Uh and so so i think too for us parents um something to put myself out there you don't think about it really Mm -hmm. until it's there you're like wait a minute Uh uh-oh whoa red flags you know like Mm -hmm. um so my next question is, uh, and I think we kind of agreed on that, is what age, like what grade? And I know, as we talked to, about before, every kid's different. Right. Everybody is, some are more mature, some are more spiritually mature too, mm-hmm. if you will. But what age or what grade do you think you can start a, um, even slowly get them acclimated to, um, like I said, it's okay to, okay, we're having fun, we're having good, but also to gear toward, hey, this is what, also we do this too, mm-hmm. like maybe serving, mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, what are your thoughts? No, so I know we kind of talk, touched on a little bit. I think as far as serving, like, 
I feel like at a young age, man, if we can just even get kids serving mm-hmm. at a young age, it's yeah. crucial. Like the understanding of like how it, because it, it, there is actually studies that do show that doing things for other people actually helps your well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, so there, so there's pleasure in right, that. and and yeah. it's it it takes yourself out of the equation and you put other people mm-hmm. first, and it's huge. So at a young age, even that's fine. Talking about like transitioning them, I, I would think 15, 16, um, you know slowly getting them acclimated to a different kind of maybe format than you know and then also like not taking the or i guess i shouldn't call it reins but that age too is when you should really start maybe even sooner like saying depending on what you said your kid if your kid's a little more mature yeah maybe can have conversations earlier their only reason that a lot of them are going to church, they might be saved, but they're going to church because mom and dad's going to church, not because they're like, hey, I want to go to church today. You know, yeah. some might do that. Yeah. But a lot of them are doing it because the parents are going and so they go too. Yeah. So really having this conversation how having a relationship with God is beneficial and, and showing them the ways too that how, how it's beneficial to them for their future and not just, um, you know, going because mom and dad go but really trying to invest in yeah. their relationship with god during this time and kind of preparing them for that so yeah i i, I just that's i think that's good because yeah. explaining to like hey why why are we going to right um a verse that comes in my mind is hebrews 10 25 you know and it talks about going to church and not forsaking the assembly as a matter of some mm-hmm. is you know and but it's also yes because we're coming together at corporately to worship god and to learn and to grow but also you you meet god there too mm-hmm. i mean you can meet him anywhere of course um but also to help one another mm-hmm. is an, a pur- purpose like you said you kind of like when they when they're serving when we're serving we're um kind of getting away from oh the me me mentality mm. you know oh what about me 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 you know and and we do get pleasure and but yeah like asking them those questions mm-hmm. and see if they know the answer mm-hmm. you know and if they don't know the answer like helping them understand mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. um but also you know teaching them like you said a relationship and prayer and um And it's not like how everybody else does it. It's going to be different, you know? And so to to help them to remember that, because you don't want to produce cookie cutter, like, and then they can't um, reach those expectations as the cookie cutter Christian, Mm -hmm. you know, how they think it's supposed to be like, which isn't biblical. Um, Then I feel like that's another reason why they can kind of fall off. But Mm -hmm. to knowing it's really a personal relationship and it's different Mm -hmm. with between it's between you and God and that's it, you know, right. I mean? but yeah, I think that's good. Um, I don't think so. Uh, like, so let's go into the parent role. Uh, I know we kind of a little bit talked about that. Um, a parent role in this um, is very crucial and we are ultimately responsible. Mm-hmm. It says, it says in the Bible, it says in the Bible. <laughs> What is it? Uh, Deuteronomy. Um, I can't remember them. It's Deuteronomy, and I can't remember, and I should. But it talks about how we need to be teaching them, right? Mm-hmm. Morning, night, and noon, and when we're walking, when we're laying on our bed, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, we need to be teaching them that 
all times too. And what was the other one you had to, um, So the one that I was looking at, was it where it was in Proverbs, right? Mm -hmm. We had Proverbs, which is we all pretty much well known about at 22.6, right? Yeah. But there was another one, but that one's good. But you made a good point on that ver verse too, is that even though we're talking about transition from high school or teenagers to so-called adulthood, which, you know, society says 18, um, is that as parents, we're always mm. teaching. And in the scripture, it says about, you see, it's the parent giving instruction to young adults. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that because it's like, it kind of proves that you just don't go, okay, you're 18. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're driving and you can do everything on your own now, so you can just take care of yourself. Bye-bye. <laughs> no, it's not that way, right? Right. No, so I think, um, well, one was Proverbs 22, right? And mm -hmm. in 22, there's a bunch of good stuff, obviously. But um, in 22, where it's um, 22, verse 6, where it says, Start a youth out on his way. Even when he grows old, he will not depart from it. It's a CS. B version. Mm -hmm. um, so it says youth, which I believe in King James it might say child, right? Is it say yeah, it says child. So, um, but still, I mean, they're still your children. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and starting a youth out on his way doesn't mean just start it when they're in, you know, a first, uh, mm -hmm. you know, one year old, and you're teach them how to talk. So you're going to teach them how to say a prayer or whatever. It's, yeah. It's it, as we know as parents, it's continuous. Yes. so it doesn't stop <laughs> so you you're starting him yeah or her or you know so you're starting them um and hopefully they don't depart from it the other one that i was looking at was was proverbs 23 was it um 22 was it okay was it uh 22 Listen to your father. Yeah, so 23, 22 in Proverbs. Listen to your father who gave you life and don't despise your mother when she is old. And then it goes on to say, buy and do not sell truth, wisdom, instruction, and understanding. The father of a righteous son will rejoice greatly. And one who fathers a wise son will delight in him. Let your father and mother have joy and let her who gave birth to mm -hmm. you rejoice. So I feel like if you read this and you read a lot of the stuff in Proverbs and even you were saying mm -hmm. uh, 31, mm -hmm. they're not writing this to a child. It's not like yeah, it's a five-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a young adult, yeah. a young person um, that is be this mm -hmm. is being written to. So. I think there it's a it's a plea to these young people to hey listen don't forget this you know yeah yeah exactly um, like we're saying too as parents and this uh, comes alongside of um, church too is you know Titus two um, how it talks about and here it says but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine that the age men be sober. Grave, temperate, sound in the faith, and charity in patience. The age women likewise that they be in behavior as become holiness. We'll talk in the behavior, but I think it's a little farther down um, where it talks about. Am I in the right spot? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it talks about how the um, 
Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. Well, tell us it. Where is it here? Okay, that they may teach the young women. We're just, I mean, this is says the men too, but the young women to be sober and to love their husbands and um, to love their children and to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. So like uh, the older men and the older women and um, need to teach the the younger, right? I don't really see in this verse that says parents, even though we know in a lot of other one um, scriptures, it does say mm-hmm. like Deuteronomy and it mm-hmm. says that it's our responsibility. Yeah. But also talking about, I would say this is kind of in a way a discipleship too, mm-hmm. you know. Now the older are teaching um, the younger how to behave and how to how to do certain things and um, because um, when we're young we we don't know we don't have a lot of experience and we need a relationship with somebody that we could trust mm-hmm. in order to learn and to grow in in those areas so I think um, that's important yeah the partnership is I think partnership is key um, we, we, like we were talking about earlier, I think it's threefold, right? It's the, the yeah. parents, the church, and the, the, the young adult child, yeah. however you want to refer to them. That, that's all, it all have, and of course, God in centered in the middle of oh, that yeah. um, and all over it. So, but, and I think even even in these verses, kind of going back to what you're saying too about the parent role, um, is that all of these even in Proverbs where it's talking about um, keeping commandments and honoring your father and mother and all this good stuff. It's, it's because the parents have taught these ch- this child, right, um, to do these things. So to, it's, right. it's a plea to continue on doing these things. So that's the parent part of it, too, is a parent have to continue to um, show what a a relationship with God looks like, be an example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, also help guide their kid into that too. It's not just because I say you should do that. We know that doesn't work. That's not going to work when they get older. <laughs> right. You know, there has yeah. to be, um, they actually have to, to be invested um, with the relationship, be invested into God and see the benefit from it for it actually to, to continue on after they leave the house. Yeah. Or even in the house, you know. I think too sometimes with the when they're young, it's hard. It's not tangible, mm-hmm. right? And I even with us as adults, you think about some of the things too. We are like I don't see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um that that we are like it says we are the hands and feet, mm-hmm. you know, that us parents and the church need to invest in the teens into these kids mm-hmm. as like whether it's um i don't know like you were saying uh give them a gift or take them out to um dinner or, or lunch or just so they can see like they might make that connection. Okay, why is this person doing that for me? Or, wow, why is my mom doing that? Or my dad? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and, and see, oh, because it's love. You right. know, because they care about me. And then hopefully, you know, what they will see that that's like God. And right. and also, you know, being transparent with them, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. being transparent 
and let them know experiences what God's brought you um, through mm -hmm. um, that they will have maybe a little understanding. Of course, that's age appropriate yes. and whatever <laughs> to yeah. your discretion. Right. But I think it's that too. Um, and the, the, like you said, it's a partnership. Right. So we're communicating. Parents are doing their part and we're communicating with maybe teen ministry. Mm -hmm. And what maybe there's an issue or what I really thought about is praying for the mm. teens as a whole. Yeah. Like, you know, and I'm really big on this, but I think it's so important because we're just going, we don't know what we're doing, God, mm -hmm. where we're going to say, God, uh, let's get all the parents that have teenagers. Mm -hmm. Let's get the ministry, mm -hmm. uh, teen ministry workers. And we're going to come here and we're going to pray over these te teens. I mean, they don't have to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, we just need to do our part in praying for them. Yeah. Right. Like, because God knows their heart. Like I, you know, and it reminds me of um, the prodigal son, right? Like he was like, give me what's owed to me. He takes off and he learns all the hard lessons, mm -hmm. right? And he comes to himself and finally realizes, whoa. He's like, I had it so good. You know what I mean? But God knew what was in his heart. That's why I keep thinking is God knew knows what's in each child's heart. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they do need to go away because he needs to pull out what's in that mm -hmm. heart because he's they're not surrendering they're holding yeah, on oh, to yeah. it they're you know but as you see toward the end how the father was remained the same when he finally came back he yeah. wasn't like too late <laughs> and then with what you're saying you know? too though but the father was also willing to give that portion to his son yeah so i, I think that's crazy that's right? crucial too because mm. you could think about parent like if you're like, no, you can't have it. You can't mm. do it. And the sun takes off. Right. So th that, that, I think that softening of the heart of like, I love you. I'm going to do this because you're asking for it, but this is not what's best for mm. you. It's still left the door open for the sun to come back and be like, okay, I'm just going to ask him for, to let me work on his farm yeah, so that right. I, he, cause it, it had, maybe if the father was so hard and hearted, the, and now again, we're just, you know, talking here, but maybe the son wouldn't have come back. I know it's right. a parable. And it's, well, yeah. I mean, think, think about, about yeah. the, the willingness yeah. of him, the father too. And God does that for us too. There's things that we pray for that God mm -hmm. really doesn't want for us. And sometimes yeah. he allows it, you know, because we won't yield to him. So he's like, okay, <laughs> you know, he doesn't tempt us, but he yields. But like you said too, it's um, when the father gave him like, I never thought about that way, but if he just surrendered it and gave it to him. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that trust and faith had to be in God for him right. to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I mean, he's like, okay, this is your kid. And I know yeah. I, you can do better than I can, mm -hmm. you know? And I think ultimately too, that's what we need to do. That is, um, God's going to bring it to pass, right? Yeah, that goes to, that actually connects with the blessings of the Lord. It's in Psalms 127, but where it says, unless the Lord builds a house, its builders labor over it in vain. Unless the Lord watches over a city, the watchman stays alert in vain. In vain, you'll get up early and stay up late, working hard to have enough food yes he gives sleep to the one he loves and then this is the other this is like twofold because i like this part where it's like uh in verse three sons are indeed a heritage 
from the Lord, offspring a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the sons born in one's youth. Happy is the man who has filled his quiver with them. Mm -hmm. They will never be put to shame when they speak with their enemies at the city gate. And I think of like what... First of all, it's a blessing to be a parent, even if you have Amen. a very difficult child. It's a blessing. I know it's hard to see that. It's hard to see that yeah. sometimes, but it is a blessing because there are people, uh, unfortunately, that are unable to have biological children on their own and, and things like that. So it, it is a blessing. And even yes. people that can adopt, that's a blessing too, like to be able to do that. But um, but thinking, thinking about this is that how sharp do we want our arrows <laughs> you know if your mm. your child is an arrow in the hand of a warrior like how sharp like if if we're not mm. doing anything for these kids after high school and that's like my mm. call is like i know that our our parents are responsible the church is also responsible too like i really believe that church is also responsible mm-hmm. parents are we too. need help as parents because mm. we don't know either um we can work together it can be a hand-in-hand thing but i feel like we're not sharpening these kids enough. They, Mm -hmm. like we were talking about earlier, they have fun, do all this stuff. They hit this, Mm -hmm. you know, 18. um, And what's going on now? They're in the real world. (laughs) And like both the parents, yeah, (laughs) both the parents, right? We're like, okay, you're, you're, and even in high school, we expect them. What's wrong with you? Right. Even in high school, we are expecting them to do these things. Mm -hmm. And some might do it. Some kids are on top of it. To do it well, very well. And they got it under control, but they still need their mom and dad or, you know, guardian to, to tell them, no, Hey, this, I'm here for you. I got your back. If you need anything, you know, or even tell them like, Hey, slow down. You know, you're, you're going to put too much pressure on yourself or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they still need us. They still need us. There's st- what, what was it? Brains are not, we were just talking about brains are not developed until 25, 25. Yeah. So their brains are not, they yeah. need us in high yeah. school still. They, they're going to need us in high school. Yeah. And that's the other thing that goes into yeah. that is like, how sharp do we want our arrows? Because we're not giving very sharp arrows once we release these kids and go, okay, good luck in the world. And, and in the church is like, okay, good luck in the world. And we're sending them into colleges and to environments and to professors um, that maybe don't have the same godly mindset. Right. And, and they're so susceptible. And right. it's because, first of all, they haven't developed that relationship mm-hmm. with God on their their um, the actual relationship, own relationship yeah. with God. One and two, like we've just said, okay, well, you don't need us anymore. Good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know. And I don't know if that's our culture as Americans, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So it's it's kind of frightening because it, they're super susceptible. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, like we talked about opportunities to serve. And um, allowing to make mistakes. And I kind of want to circle back around going to church. So um, what are your thoughts? Now, I know everybody's different and everybody has different conviction and we all have soul liberty. And and I understand that the Bible does say in Hebrews 10.25, you know, not forsaking the church, you know, to go. But what are your thoughts on, you know, they're 15, 16 years old or even 17. And, um, you know, they start putting up a fight mm-hmm. going to church, you know, and ma- making them go to church. Now, I think this is also an opportunity to adjust to where they're yeah. at, 
But what are your thoughts on that? So I know it's so interesting because I know me and you are, you know, sisters, but we're also different, different in a lot of ways. Um, I think you're much nicer than I am as a human being. Um, but <laughs> but coming out, people, it's, it's the truth. Um, so if you meet me, I'm not a very nice person. No, I'm <laughs> but um, you know, I, I and. I'm more liberal and I'm not saying in like a political sense liberal um, because I'm not, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but I'm more liberal in my like raising of children, not saying that you're strict. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying in general. I'm, I'm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, like, for example, I know, <laughs> what makes our world so great. Right. Um, so what, so like with my kids with my daughter for example i don't she's can't wear super super like obviously risky showy stuff but i'm okay with shorter shorts Mm -hmm. and like short tops not like crop super crop tops but they're so i'm okay with certain things i feel like that there's a you got to pick and choose your battles right and if i'm battling her on that Mm that that is not going to lead the way for the hard battles you know what i mean like so yeah. i'm a little more freeing with that i think i if either of my kids if i'm gonna tell uh, my daughter went to church with me this morning so she's went into high school so now the high school services are on wednesdays mm-hmm. so no longer sunday mornings like when we'd all go to church yeah. together she would go to on sunday um so she, i said hey you want to go to church with me this morning and she's like sure so she went and she was struggling through the service you know and i and yeah. then you know so and i could tell like she was yeah. jiggling her legs and really fidgety mm-hmm. and you know and i was trying to be like okay like me focus i'm like focus yes. focus um so we talked she liked the, the the worship music was good um she's the message she had a hard time holding on to it because of her age you know yeah. she's really struggling to follow along connect, yeah. and connect with what what he was saying so you know if she was to come to me like hey next week i don't really want to go with you yeah i would probably be okay with yeah. it because she does go to wednesday night services mm-hmm. you know she does do that yeah um I'm I'm open to that conversation with my kids. Like if they're like, "Hey, I'm I'm struggling with this," but I did. Mm-hmm. We always redirect them. Like my son, for example, we redirect him to the youth pastor when he was still in high school, and we'd have conversations. With, and when our, my daughter had um, stuff going on in middle school, we would have conversations together with the the youth pastor. Like mm-hmm. we'd all connect, like to talk. That's important. And, yeah, yeah. So we'd reach out, we'd yeah. reach out to them and we would talk and we'd like my son now that he's outside of that, um, we're like, hey, you should still reach out to the youth pastor and yeah. talk to him, text him, see how he's doing, see if he wants to go to lunch. We, he actually went and took him out to lunch about him lunch the other, a couple weeks ago. Wow. So trying to encourage cool. him yeah. to continue that relationship. Um, although I have to be honest, those people should be <laughs> trying to reach out and continue that relationship. Yeah, the pastor. absolutely. But I think that's healthy that you're teaching him that. Trying. <laughs> well, because, I mean, that says a lot about you because you're doing... Uh, I feel that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At, to continue building relationships, yeah. right? Because the whole goal is relationships, yeah, yeah. right? So. And to be honest, that's that's all my husband because he he was the one that's you know encouraging um, our son to go and talk, do continue to talk to. The, that's that's okay. all him, which is great because he's a young man, and to hear that from an older man, like, mm-hmm. hey, you need that connection. That's what we need to be telling. Hey, her. that's biblical, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> but so I'm a little more flexible and and if they're I'm okay like if I'm open to those conversations let's have a conversation let's talk about it mm-hmm. um I know my husband's the same way like he let's let's have that conversation let's talk about it we're I'm not going to force anybody I know that forcing people to do things it does not provide it does not get fruit like there's no fruit from that from my perspective personally and again I'm not a professional in any way of anything but I don't get fruit from it uh, if I'm forced to do something, I have a hard time. Um, it, it's not meaningful if I'm forced to do something. I agree. I think because if you look at God and what he does, he doesn't force things upon mm-hmm. us. There's consequences. Right. Right. For not obeying him because mm-hmm. that's what he wants. And mm-hmm. just like there's consequences for um which that's a good point. The consequences for our kids when mm-hmm. they don't obey yeah. us, right? So um, I, I think that for me, um, I am as well as flexible with that only because I, I don't, I'm not going to say, uh, oh, fine. Don't go to church at all. I'm not right. going to say that. Um, but I do think, um, we do need to provoke them to mm-hmm. go. And I do, it's absolutely crucial to go, but we also want to capture their heart to mm-hmm. have, uh, that will to go. Um, yeah. So how do we oh, do that? What was that? <laughs> what was that verse that we're saying? The um, the two sons, right? Oh yeah, it was Matthew. Oh yeah. Let's see. I should have given you a sticky. Chua. Don't mean to look it up again. Twenty. I want to say twenty. Or was it two? Twenty-eight. No, that's not awesome. Let me look. Let's see here. Twenty-one. Twenty-eight. 21, 28. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it says, But what think ye? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. And he answered, sorry, and answered and said, I will not. But afterwards he repented and went. And he came to the second and likewise and he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Uh, whether of them twain did the will of his father. And I just say, okay, so notice that the first son, he said, no, I don't yeah. want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. But then he repented. And I think that's an awesome part because he thought about it. And I think that has something to do with the relationship. And I think it has something to do with uh, love, right? Mm-hmm. And... And I think the true joy, too, is the forgiveness there, too, Mm. when you do wrong, when you make the wrong choice, right? So I think with them going to church, there will come where it's like the the love um, will overcome Mm -hmm. what they want to do, what they want to do to what they should do or, you know, what God wants for them, Mm -hmm. right? And I know a lot of times that's for me too. Like, I don't want to do this. You know, I don't want to do this mm-hmm. or that. But um, my, my convictions and my love for God um, propels me to do mm-hmm. the things that God, to obey God, right? And I felt like that's what we ultimately want mm-hmm. from our, our kids. And, um, but like, again, it's, um, we want to cultivate yeah. the 
for them to do that. But also sometimes it is a thing where we do have to say, no, you're going, you know? Mm -hmm. But again, like you said, it's, I don't feel it should be always forcing because mm -hmm. then when they turn of age, they're like, bye, you know? Yeah, and I'm not necessarily talking about like, I'm not saying young kids because I feel like my kids are finally at an age one's going to be 14 and one's going to be 19 that we have these I, we have always talked probably way too much to the kids but we have deep conversations but even now they're starting to really understand the deeper conversations that mm -hmm. we're having so i think i'm not talking about your you know fifth grader you know saying right. go to church and throwing a fit because they right, right, or right. your second your second grader whatever right you they're gonna go yeah yeah when you tell them they're gonna we all go. go you're going you're going go. yeah because that's sometimes like it's, it's like the finger in that the outlet you know the power outlet where you you the child sticks their finger or tries to stick something in the power outlet and you're like no well younger kids you can't explain well you can try to explain that you're gonna get electrocuted it's gonna hurt really bad and they're like yeah yeah whatever when they get older because now they've experienced pain mm -hmm. you can say like yeah. you're gonna get it's gonna hurt right if you do that and they won't so you can have this mm -hmm. little their level of understanding is a little uh deeper right it's they they've experienced mm -hmm. things they kind of understand where when they're younger they their con the consequences don't really have a meaning quite yet so but they gotta experience it yeah. too even at 50 don't let them 70. put their finger in yeah don't put don't put your point. finger in that <laughs> but that's an analogy yes that's what we're saying now. <laughs> but I, I like um i'll say you know my son didn't want to go to church this morning and it was really challenging and i was like this is not a, a negotiation here we're going you know mm -hmm. and and uh for me i had to adjust my me though you know it's not like uh i i kept saying in my head i want to be kind i want to be loving and sweet even though i would have i guess air quotes a right to be like no yeah <laughs> but i'm like no you know because i want to i don't want the circumstance and i don't want him to dictate how i'm gonna treat mm -hmm. him in that particular situation so i was like no i'm gonna be loving and kind. know we're going and it's not a negotiation mm -hmm. so god got him to go and you know we listened great message and and you know i thought i was praying and i kind of felt him leave and i thought that he just left like you know because his end mm -hmm. whenever he's praying and he, i thought he just left so I was a little bummed, you know, thinking to myself, you know, because, you know, he just praying, oh, Lord, please help. <laughs> but, you know, he, I uh, was praying, I looked up and he came from the altar, mm -hmm. which was my, you know, your heart's like, yeah, yay. <laughs> and so we left. And when we left, he was like, if I didn't go, um, I wouldn't feel this, this good or this yeah. light. Mm -hmm. And because he experienced the weight mm -hmm. of his sin, the weight of the, the um you know the i don't know step, not, well yes yeah, separation a little bit in the relationship between and him because mm -hmm. of he, what he didn't want to do um but so and then he felt after when he mm -hmm. repented you know he mm -hmm. went and said lord you know whatever he that was between him and the lord yeah. and then he did that and then he saw what it's like with God, you know what I mean? Like before yeah. in the morning, not really, he didn't really have that yeah. time with him, you know, but when he decided to surrender and have that conscious choice on his own, right. you know, to do that, then he was like, he felt the difference. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when they have that, then we're like, okay, 
remember that time yeah remember this this is what it feels like but if you don't this is the other side of it right you know this is the consequence of yeah. it and having them um transition to going back to in the beginning is to have that relationship with god and knowing the difference yeah uh, between the two and not manufacturing mm -hmm. it too because you know some people will do that they'll manufacture i hate to say this but like the holy spirit mm -hmm. you know or <laughs> or something instead of letting trusting god in the process mm -hmm. and letting god work through it which is really hard i know because you know i got a prodigal so it's challenging and hard and and you do have to at a point be like okay here you go yeah <laughs> you know but you know you want to continue doing what you can as a parent as we right. read in proverbs and so forth you know but and continue to um influence them we also, yeah, and because, well, there's free will, right? So the your free will that God has given us isn't just for adults. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, it's, it's not. It's not. And I get, like, we're parents. Yeah. We're in charge. Like, oh, yeah. the bills. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Right. Like, if right. I'm going to say no, no is no. Right. However, like... When I try to produce robots, right? God doesn't want right. that. Right. He doesn't want that either. Yeah. He doesn't want the... God yeah. doesn't want that. He wants, he wants people to have a heart for him. Him. And so they but don't we want that for our kids to have a we heart do. for I don't... first, but also really to us too, yeah, in yeah, a way. Because yeah, yeah. how good sure. does it feel when your kid is like, no mom, you know, whatever it is, maybe they're trying to protect you even when they get older from you yeah. or something. Or maybe they bought you something to help you or whatever it is. Your heart's like, oh, you right. know. No, for sure. Same thing with God, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, for sure. And that's the thing is that the Holy Spirit, that's... That's for them too. Yeah. The, the Holy Spirit, the free will, that's for them also, not just for the parents. So I think that's where we as parents too, like, it's a, I guess it's a fine line of um, releasing, releasing a little bit, but not too far back where the, you're thinking your kid's going to be able to handle stuff and they can't. And, and mm, then, but also good. helping show them God's goodness. Like, yeah. You know, I, one of the best, one of the sermons I heard, it was a while ago, but it was talking about letting your kids know, like when you give, mm. let your kids know. I know the Bible says, and and I'm not going against no, the Bible. Let your right hand right. know what your left hand, yeah. Okay, and yeah, I know yeah. that's what the Bible says, and I'm not going example. against that. But what yeah. I'm saying is when they are aware, because right now, especially everything can be done virtually, like when you give, when yeah. you give on the apps, they don't really see you put a money in the plate. thing or yeah. have them put money in the plate, whatever. But let them see God's work in your life and let them hear like God's work in your life. Like, like saying things like, you know, the story of how, you know, God changed your heart on something. And then you're like, man, I was wrong about this. Or occasionally apologizing to your kids. Like, oh, yeah, I know 100%. that's crazy. Tom. I know. <laughs> but what? when we, cause I like snap or not be nice sometimes. Yeah. And like, that's time for me to be like, Hey, that was a bad choice on my part. Like yeah. letting that. And especially when you, God has intervened and you're like, man, God put this on my heart. Like, I'm really sorry. Like yeah. I messed up. You know, and so they hear that and they know that it's, it's yeah. truth. It's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not just like people saying it on the sermon, the pulpit, whatever, you know, in a sermon. So it's good. It's a good point because that sees God working in you, mm -hmm. especially I think, and I never thought of this before. 
I'm not sure if I said this, but I know that I've apologized to my kids many times. <laughs> um, but to say, you know, I didn't really want to apologize because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. was busy being prideful, but God put it on my yeah. heart and he told me, he told me to come and apologize to you. And I don't really want to, but I love God mm-hmm. and I love you and I want to obey him. And so mm-hmm. I want to say, I'm sorry. You know, I yeah. think there's something about opening that whole thing instead of said, you know, I did wrong and I shouldn't have said this is great. But I feel like if you say it kind of and like more, it's like you're really uh, glorifying God in that mm-hmm. moment, even though it seems so small mm-hmm. you're still doing a big way and how that can impact them. Yeah. And it's planting a seed in them knowing like, oh, wow, like God's talking to her, like, you know, that's a humility. It's totally humility. Yeah. So, and they need to see that too. And then they need to experience that, you know, the humility part of being humble. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, that's good. Hey everybody. Thank you so much for joining me and my sister as we talk about the transition between uh, high school and adulthood and keeping faithful, um, helping these kids to be faithful. And I thank you again for just supporting me as I learn and grow and doing something new. I hope you're doing something new and stay tuned for part two. God bless y'all. Bye-bye.